The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Guess what, Bubba? We're making a difference. I hope so. Yeah. After 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years, however long we've been doing the Advisors Roundtable, mm-hmm. Uh, we've uh, we've helped America, okay. and I've got statistics to prove it. I love statistics. Yeah, and now how many? How, what percentage of statistics are made up on the spot? Yeah, approximately seventy two percent of statistics are always made up on the spot. All right, well, I'm stealing these from yeah. Charles Schwab. Okay, right. so I hope they didn't make them up on the. They spot. may be a little more accurate. So uh, a few years ago, the statistic was that thirty percent of American adults had a written financial plan. Thirty mm-hmm. percent. I mean, seventy percent don't. Yeah. But how know, many years ago? Uh, I think it was three or four years ago. Yeah, thirty percent. That's surprising to me that it's that high. Well, it's gone up. That's yeah. the reason I say we're making yeah. a, disease, uh, or a difference. Mm-hmm. It's up to thirty-three percent now. Okay, thirty-three percent of American adults say they have a written financial plan. Now I that, agree with that. Bubba. Doesn't sound like a, I think a you're big lying. change. I, I think they're lying yeah. on the survey, mm-hmm. don't you? I do. Huh? Yeah, but it's almost a ten percent change, right? Well, it is a 10% mm-hmm. change. Back when I learned mathematics, yeah. I mm-hmm. think 3 over 30 is 10%, That's right? right. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's that high. I think people say they have a written financial plan because I think this is what people do. They write down their bills. Yeah, yeah. Huh? You made a list of bills lately? <laughs> which, which, truthfully, though, I mean, that's a heck of a start. It's, a, it's the you perfect know? place to start. Yeah. Right? But a written financial plan is more than writing down your bills. It is. So what would it look like if you had a written financial plan? Would you have it in a binder? Would you have it in a folder on your computer? And how many things would be in it? Yeah, so I would, I would relate this back to the, uh, the, the different facets of the, the certified financial plan okay planner right Mm -hmm. and they've got different core categories Mm -hmm. they've got investments they've got tax they've got you know retirement they've got education they've got estate planning so risk management and insurance right so a number of these different big categories right Mm -hmm. Um, and for each one of those categories i think that they need to be addressed now, maybe you're out of college and you don't have any children, and nor do you ever intend to have children. So education, maybe you're not really worried about, right? Oh, yeah, because the, under education, mm-hmm. most of the time a, a, an adult mm-hmm. is thinking about saving for their children. That's right. Right? Yeah. Right? Now, you could talk about debt management there, and if you still have student loans, mm-hmm. how do you pay those off? That, that maybe yeah. could be lumped under education, but, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, I, I would say... But everybody's going to have to deal with taxes. Everybody's going to have to deal with uh, with their life insurance needs and and uh, and disability clauses and and all that kind of stuff. You know, everybody's going to have to worry about retirement planning. 
Mm-hmm. So you've got all these different core components that I think would go into this plan. So if somebody's out there making a list right mm-hmm. now, we're going to start with that list of bills. So we'll, we'll call that uh, uh, cash flow management and debt management. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start there. So if you're, if you're putting together a three-ring binder yeah. of your written financial plan, let's start there. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing we would add would be what? Just logically for them to start. A 25-year-old who wants to start today. So I think you also need to discuss your income. Uh, you know, what do you have to service that debt? Mm-hmm. Where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. And What are all the sources? What are the, all the sources? Do you have investments? Are they bringing in dividends? Mm-hmm. Do you have a side hustle out there? <laughs> Did your grandmother leave you a rent mm-hmm. house? Whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's under the income. That's right. the positive side, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where the money's yeah. coming from. And then the next thing is where the money's going. The negative side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to talk about the bills. We're going to talk about the debt. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to start. It's to- not always a negative side, though. Oh, really? Because there may be savings uh, included in that. You like and pay yourself first? Right. Uh-huh. So the, the savings and investment component is another block of that. All right. Do I have to be an expert in investments to have that as part, one of the, 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 the flags, uh, one of the sections in my three-ring binder? Again, I, I think that's why, why individuals hire professionals to help them out with these things. Yeah, because... You know, you don't, I don't do my own dental work. Yeah. I could probably watch a YouTube video and figure it out, but, aye, aye, aye. you know, yeah. working I, backwards in a mirror is kind of tough, I think. There was an investment house, and I can't remember exactly which one out there, a few years ago, had this picture of this guy standing in his kitchen. Mm-hmm. And he's got this knife mm-hmm. or scalpel or whatever, yep. and he's on the phone with a with somebody. They say, "You can do this yourself." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at his gut. Uh, I think you probably want a surgeon for that. That's right. Right now, you may think you're smart enough mm-hmm. and whatever, and handle it and do it, and and, and maybe you can. Uh, but you don't have to be a. Uh, do you? The next one you said was tax. Do you mm-hmm. have to be a tax? Uh, professional to, to understand that to have that you you don't mm-hmm. you know and and uh, you know there's an entire industry out there that helps individuals uh, with their taxes mm-hmm. CPAs tax preparers mm-hmm. you know big corporations out there that do this sort of work yep I, I think the biggest thing that you need to know is that if you earn money it's going to be taxed yeah yeah is that's not necessarily a bad thing though is it well, I mean, do, do you like roads and bridges and policemen and firemen? <laughs> yeah, and the military. And the military. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I like mm-hmm. all that. And I like regulation of the airlines. And mm-hmm. I like, you know, a bunch of other things, the, the, the seaports and whatever. I, I like having mm-hmm. all those things as an American. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. When I flush my commode, mm-hmm. I want it to go somewhere. That's right. <laughs> off yeah. my property. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we need to pay taxes. Uh, now, I, I had a conversation real quickly before the break yesterday mm-hmm. with uh, with my son. It's first day of school, mm-hmm. and in his history class, they were talking about laws. <laughs> Are laws good or bad? Mm-hmm. So we had a philosophical discussion, and I had the opportunity to show him Soggy Sweat's whiskey speech. <laughs> right? <laughs> So, you I know, that, I thought that was, you know, a really opportune time to show him that. And I said, you know, some laws are good, some laws are bad, some laws we agree with, some we don't. 
But that's why you change laws, right? Yeah. And, and, that, why, and that sort and, of thing. And an example of how society develops mm-hmm. and progresses yeah. and all that sort of thing. So uh, today on, on the Advisors Roundtable, we're going to take apart a, a full financial plan, and then we're really going to uh, talk about why you have it and how it's a road mar- a roadmap for you from time to time throughout your life from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus, and yours truly Greg Cooley with you here on Supertalk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening. And we appreciate all of our valued sponsors, those new and uh, long in the tooth who've been with us a long time. We really appreciate you because we couldn't do this without you. And uh, thanks a lot for uh, Super Talk Radio uh, making this available and to our executive producer, uh, Phil Womack. And so, Bubba, we're talking about written financial plans. Now, let's don't run. The, the rest of my story about John Burton and, yeah. and this question about laws, right? Yes, yeah, right. So we had this philosophical discussion, which is what I told him. I said, really, it's a philosophical discussion on whether or not laws are good or bad or why you would have them and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I said, at the end of the day, John Burton, you know, you think about it. I, I said, whether it's a law or a rule, um, you probably should follow them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I said, probably the most important are going to be the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule. And I think if everybody did that, we wouldn't have any issues in this world. We may not need Congress. Right. I mean, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh? You may not need a police force? Yeah. Uh, you just really think about it. Mm-hmm. There are about uh, four, or five li- uh, uh, yeah. four or five lists mm-hmm. of things that if you did them every yeah. day, mm-hmm. we wouldn't need all that. And if you could, could, could count that on me doing them. Yeah. No? Mm-hmm. But we can't. We can't. <laughs> no, right. None of us are perfect, and yeah. we won't. And so we got to be controlled. So I, I finished up our discussion uh, with the fact of, and, and I said, you can quote me on this. I said, I don't know if, if you know, I'm the original quotee, uh, but you can't legislate morality. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because, you know, there are people, and I have heard them back to the kind of reference to soggy sweat and people who are pretty good at taking both sides of the fence. Yep. Uh, There are people who will argue with you that a couple of the Ten Commandments are just a little stringent there, Bubba. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh? They're just a little over the top. Yeah. You know? And quite actually, as a society, uh, that one about thou shalt not kill. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we're okay with it. Capital punishment and right. Sometimes we fight wars, and the whole mm-hmm. point is to make the other side stop. Yeah. And sometimes you have to mm-hmm. use extreme measures. And so um, when we get involved in you know these discussions, uh, a rock killed Abel, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. a, a rock also killed Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, one of them. So is was the rock wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there's another discussion right. that you can get get into. Uh, a little deeper. Now that I'm done down that rabbit yeah, hole. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're talking about having laws, one of the reasons that they're there is they try to keep you and me held to the same standard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the same thing is true for a written financial plan in a family. All right. Yep. So let's say that you're one of those people that you're okay with rule following. In fact, you like it. Mm-hmm. That describes me. Yep. Okay. I like rule following. I like having a list in the morning. I like knowing the fact that you committed that you're going to do this, 
And if you didn't, then I've got this thing mm -hmm. here that you signed that said you yeah. would. I like that. There are others of us that don't. Well, I would say that there are other, others of us, and, and not always, but I would say that there are times when I want to know how far I can go with a rule or a law. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? That's right. It's I, I've heard people say this, and this gets back to our financial planning, right, when we talk about tax. Mm -hmm. I've had clients tell me in the past, I don't mind an audit. I don't want any jail time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right? Which means they're okay with over there on the side. Mm -hmm. I want to take every single deduction that I'm allowed to take. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's semi-questionable, if, if my accountant says, okay, we can do that, then I'm, as long as it's defendable in court. So about three or four weeks ago, I have this small group that I'm a part of, kind of an accountability group. My wife and I are part of it. There are about 12 or 15 of us. We meet every Tuesday night. We have dinner together, and we do this little study together, and sometimes we do an activity mm -hmm. or an outing together. And we, it's a very eclectic group, you know, people from age 40s to 80s in this okay. group, these 12 or 15 people, and they all are from various uh, industries and backgrounds and you know, parts of the country and uh, even the world, and I like them. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're my, some of my best friends. We got together about three weeks ago, and we're going to go and – just to heck with the study, and we're going to go to the local bowling alley, and we're going to bowl. Okay. Because a couple of these 80-year-old women bowl in a league, uh -huh. and they have told me they can whip me. All right. All right. And, you know, I, I, well, let's see here. So we go. Well, that night, we didn't call ahead. We didn't reserve lanes. We got there, and it was just packed. Mm -hmm. We didn't end up bowling. We just go over there. There's a little restaurant cafe yep. in there. And if you've ever been to Corinth, Mississippi, you need to have the hamburger. Absolutely. I was going to say that. Did y'all have a hamburger? You need to have the hamburger mm -hmm. at the bowling alley. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best hamburgers in the world. So we just sat in there and had dinner together and mm -hmm. enjoyed one of those times. Well, I see somebody I know out there bowling. And, you know, the way lanes are their work, you got the little scorer's table and two lanes. Mm -hmm. All right, right? So he and his three or four friends are on one lane, and over here, I think it's their wives, mm -hmm. and they're on another lane. Well, these guys are over here, and they're bowling traditionally with the gutters. And the ladies are over here, and they've had the bumpers put up. Yep. Okay? Well, one of those ladies figured out how that she could work the angle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she could spin that ball, and it would bounce. Ding, ding. Almost like a pinball. Right. And she was getting... And knock all the pins down. Just about yeah. every time. And I'm thinking, that's the woman that kind of skirts on the mm -hmm. outside of the rules when yeah. it comes to the IRS mm -hmm. code. I, I just know it. I've never seen her tax return. Or would you say that she's using all the resources available that's to exactly her? That's exactly what she would say. Yeah. I'm sure mm -hmm. she would. So we're all different. And, and in a house, when you're putting together a written financial plan, that's kind of... Supposed to be those those guards, mm -hmm. those bumpers yep. on the side for us financially as we're getting toward our goal. It's good for us to come back to it. It's one of the reasons it needs to be written. Now, in the very beginning of the show, I talked about how how much we're crediting ourselves mm -hmm. with helping America go from thirty to thirty three percent of number of adults who have a written mm -hmm. financial plan. I use the word written on purpose. Now, some people say they've got a financial plan, mm -hmm. but it's not written down. Yep. All right? 
So then is it really official? I would argue yes. All right, so what about in a household where you really haven't written it down so your wife doesn't know how much we've committed to save this mm-hmm. month? Huh? Now, for you, you know, you can hold yourself accountable. You feel yeah. like you're an honest person. You may not have written it down that this year I'm going to do such and such quarterly with my savings or my tax payments or my estimates mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Right. But for a family, it needs to be written down. It does. It, is, it needs to be there kind of as these rules and regulations are in our society. It keeps us headed on the straight and narrow. And it also is a good reminder. Mm-hmm. When you don't live up to it. Well, and, you know, we've talked about before, it, you know, even in, in a school setting or a college setting, mm-hmm. how much do you remember if you write something down? Yeah. You know, and if you write it down, it's almost as if you've written your contract with yourself. Yeah. yeah. And if it's a family written mm-hmm. financial plan, it's written there for all of us. Mm-hmm. Husband, wife, kids from time to time, you know, you can refer to it. And say, hey, kids, you know, I committed that I'm going to put $200 a month towards your college. And, you know, this last year I did. I, I put $2,400 mm-hmm. away. Here was the statement at the beginning of the year. Here's the statement at the end of the year. I think you're going to be on track. It, it Not only is the, it, it a reminder... It's a motivator. Yep. Huh? Mm-hmm. So we need to have these written financial plans because they bring us back to the center. They, they remind us. They motivate us. Here's another reason to have the written financial plan is because statistics show that you are 70% more likely to do something if you do what Bubba said. Mm-hmm. You wrote it down. Right. How many people make a daily list? Uh, To-dos. You know, Mm honey-dos. Whatever. How many people make a list just to go to the grocery store? We hope they do. Yeah. Yeah, we've got these fancy little devices in our in our pockets that we can we can go and make a list, and then you know once you get something on that list, you, you click a little button and there's a little check mark next to it. That's exactly feels so good. Yeah, I got that one. Oh well, I got to walk all the way back over to the bread aisle. <laughs> yeah, and use technology mm-hmm. for your advantage. But having the list makes it more likely. Believe it or not, it's seventy percent more likely you're going to get it done. And I tell my kids this all the time. No, Dad, I just, you know, I got so much to do. I got studying to do, and I got to go to the classes, and then I'm going to have to take my car in for service, and then I got to wash it, and then I got to wash my clothes, and then I got to clean my apartment. I got to, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I'll, I say, so did you make a list of all that stuff? You just enumerated it to me. Yeah. But if you made a list yourself, it's really going to help mm-hmm. you there. And as I said, it's a motivator, and it's something to come back to. Because you get to 5.30 in the afternoon, and you're like, how well did I do today? And you come back, and there are two things left on your list. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you may not have remembered them if they weren't yeah. on your list. Another reason we think it's important for you to have a written financial plan is because it makes your likelihood of becoming financially free more likely if you really want to get out of debt if you really want to be worth a million dollars one day if you really want to leave something to charity it needs to be written down mm-hmm. because sometimes you need some of that stuff written down legally leaving money to charity 
You know, what are you mm-hmm. going to do with your million dollars? Mm-hmm. So when we come back from the advisors roundtable, some of these things we need to be reminded of, especially when the market is volatile mm-hmm. from our financial plan that we wrote 10 years ago on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. We're talking about uh, the need for a written financial plan and how that sometimes it brings us back to what the whole point is and, and keeping us focused. And uh, Bubba told us there are six or seven or eight different categories and parts of your financial plan. I'm going to pick on one right now that's probably the one that everybody wants to hear us talk about. Because of the volatility in the stock market and because of the risk of recession and because of high prices and inflation and a war in another part of the world. And so what's a body to do? Well, let's say that you wrote this financial plan for uh, Daddy Warbucks, Phil Womack, our executive producer, 10 years ago, Bob. Mm-hmm. And 10 years ago, you would have told him that, you know, your investment portfolio needs to be diversified. You need to have a bunch of different kinds of assets and categories and parts of the economy represented in different industries, right? And you're a moderately aggressive investor, so you need to be 75, 80% stock and 20, 25% bonds. Okay. And we put all that in that Mm -hmm. written financial plan. Mm-hmm. And so let's say that for seven or eight years, he rocked along there and he did pretty well. Now, let me throw out a number that probably enticed him to listen to you mm-hmm. because you would use historical numbers to prove to him that that's probably the prescription he needed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Now, past performance is no indication of future whatever. Right? right? right. But you would have said since 1937, I'm looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. And this is, let's say it was 2011 back then, 2012. Yeah. Okay. The average return for the S&P 500 is over 10%. Yep. Now, were you telling the truth? Yes. So people are listening to you right now and they're saying, well, it ain't this year. Okay. Mm -hmm. But we said average. Okay. Right. And between 1937 and 2010, 11, 12, whenever you Mm -hmm. were talking to him 10 years ago, We'd had a bunch of stuff happen. Oh, yeah. We'd had a Second World War. Mm -hmm. We'd had the Bay of Pigs. We'd had the Cuban Missile Crisis. We'd had all the social injustice. Presidential assassinations. Presidential assassinations and attempted Mm -hmm. assassinations and the Attorney General killed. and Mm -hmm. uh, Just a bunch of stuff happened over that period of time. So we've had recession. That only got through the 70s. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Not to 1980. Right. Right? And so all that happened, and all of that went into your over 10% number mm-hmm. on an average. That's right. And so you told him that. And he's like, man, I'd like to have over 10%. Yeah, I want some of that 10%. Because the rule of 72 means I can double my money every 7.2 mm-hmm. years. Right. That ain't bad. So he signed up for that. Mm-hmm. And let's say he rocked along there a few years, and it was going pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, is it a steady over 10%? No, it is not. It's an average, Right. So we use this uh, example many, many times. The average temperature in San Diego, California is about 72 degrees year round. Mm -hmm. Maybe get down to a low of, you know, 60s and maybe up to about 78 or 80 during the day, right? But it averages. Averages about 72 degrees. You can get up in the morning most days and Mm -hmm. put on a golf shirt and be comfortable. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the average temperature in Death Valley is also 72 degrees. (laughs) 
right? At night, it gets down, you know, <laughs> 25 or 30. And cold. <laughs> yeah. And during the day, it gets up to about 130. <laughs> but you average. You average. Okay. And, it, and it's really the same average temperature as San Diego. So if Phil had a twin brother, Bill, mm-hmm. and they retired the same day, and Phil moved to San Diego, mm-hmm. and, and his brother moved to Death Valley, and they both think they're going to have the same experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're telling me they ain't. Vastly different experience. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the word average is something you got to get comfortable mm-hmm. with here. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the statistics. Speaking of statistics here, I'm looking at statistics from 1937 to 2021. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw in another 10 years here. There have been 20 negative years in the stock market. Yeah. And... One of them was minus 37 in yeah. 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's kind of like living in Death Valley. Hmm? You had an average over those 20 years, those negative years, of minus 12. Where did right. his plus 10% go? Right. He's asking himself that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are asking themselves that right now. Mm-hmm. So now, do, is this the time where you come back to your written financial plan? I, I, not only the written financial plan, but but your investment policy statement. Oh, what is that? So it, it, it's part of your written financial plan, and okay. it pertains specifically to your uh, your investments. So you said ten years ago mm-hmm. you had a conversation, uh, proverbially, yeah. with Daddy Warbucks Phil, mm-hmm. and you decided he was a moderately aggressive investor. That's right. To get. Mm-hmm. And then and those are the, the the types of investments that he would need would be a certain percentage in stocks, a certain percentage in bonds, a certain percentage in cash, okay. et cetera. So asset allocation, you know, right. well diversified, all that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and from time to time, those can skew, right? Mm-hmm. You can have sco- uh, stocks that do really well, right? Okay. Well, if the stocks do really well, then as a percentage, they make up a larger por- uh, percentage of your portfolio. That makes sense. So you need to rebalance. You need to sell some of those things that have done well and then go back and buy some of the other things to get back in line with whatever your your prescription is. And your prescription is this policy thing that you mm-hmm. say you have in there, That's right? right? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if you're doing that, is that hard to do? It is hard to do. In years when it's really yeah. good and the stocks mm-hmm. are doing great, because I'm looking over here at some yeah. of these really good years. I mean, there have been years where the stocks went up 38, 40, yeah. 50%. Yeah. Huh? I, I specifically remember a couple of years after the, uh, the Great Recession that we had in 2008 and 9, mm. and talking to some individuals, and even before then, right, uh, 2006 and 7, mm. calling up individuals and saying, hey, you know, you've, you've got some pretty good gains in some of your positions here. I think it would make sense to lighten up on, on those and let's buy some other more defensive-type positions, mm. right? Mm. And, uh, you know, probably had a couple of folks cuss at me. <laughs> Bubba, what do you mean? I can't believe you're telling me to sell this stuff. It's doing great right now. Yeah. Yeah. But if you got that policy statement in there Mm -hmm. where you decided you were a moderately aggressive investor and you're shooting for this 10 or 11% Mm -hmm. average return, you kind of got to stay with the prescription. That's right. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if you do the right, the prescription, and you do this 70, 30, 80, 20 kind of thing, asset allocation thing, and you do this for 30 or 40 years in your adult life, mm-hmm. you're probably going to average that 
10 to 11 percent. I feel relatively assured that you're going to do uh, more in line with what the averages have been. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly less because you're not all equity based, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. still, you're going to do pretty good. Right. And but in this example, though, what has happened to Phil? Okay. So we did this plan 10 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Phil's now 10 years older. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have his risk tolerances changed? Oh. Does he need to reevaluate that? Does he need to reevaluate? Do we need to scale him back? Do we need to scale him up? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a number of different things. So I, I think with any financial plan, I think you need to pre- be prepared to amend and update it. So when you go to the doctor and the doctor, mm-hmm. we keep using the word prescription right. here. So let's talk about that full analogy, mm-hmm. this comparison between a financial plan and having a doctor write you a prescription. You go into the doctor and the doctor says, you know, you got a little high blood pressure mm-hmm. and you got a little higher cholesterol and, um, you know, you put a couple pounds on around the mm-hmm. middle. So here's what I want you to do. I need you to take this drug in the morning with breakfast and, and this pill and, at lunch, and I need you to drink this much water and take a, a walk four yeah. or five times a week. Mm-hmm. Okay? Is that reasonable? Yeah. Okay? And uh, why do you listen to the doctor? Well, I, he's been to a lot more school than I have about medical things. Do you think there's some... Or she. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And do you think that there's some uh, uh, literature mm-hmm. that they read? Yeah. Do you think that the, given your situation, mm-hmm. high blood pressure, cholesterol, a little overweight, which is kind of describes a lot of America mm-hmm. here, so I'm not picking on anybody here. I'm just trying to make a point. So we go in. You think that modern medicine has dealt with those issues enough to come up with some drugs that probably going to work for you? Yeah. There's probably a cholesterol mm-hmm. drug that's going to help you out. There's probably a, a blood pressure mm-hmm. thing that's going to happen. There's probably some science that says, hey, a walk four or five times a week is going to help. Mm-hmm. Right? So this doctor that's writing this prescription for you is not trying to find some miracle cure. Right. They've got a cure in a bottle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've got science to back them up. They've got lots and lots of research and things that happened in labs and, and on treadmills and whatever. Yeah. That, that's the reason your doctor wrote that prescription, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of data to support it. Is there a lot of data in the financial world? Uh, I, I think uh, there's more data that you can shake a stick at, right? Yeah. So if somebody comes to you 10 years ago, in this example, Daddy and, and you're up. producing infinite amounts every day, right? Yeah, there's more data coming out mm-hmm. today than yesterday, because stuff happens in the mm-hmm. market, stuff happens in the economies all over the world, and yeah. exchange rates and commodity exchanges and mm-hmm. other kinds of things. So you probably have enough information to be able to write him a pretty well-informed prescription. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about what that prescription looks like and what the likelihood is that maybe you can stay on track if you have a written financial plan from the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. And we're talking about having a written financial plan and how coming back to it, it's like coming back to your prescription. So, you know, your doctor writes the prescription and says you got the, the, the high blood pressure and you got the cholesterol and you're a little overweight. And this is what I, I think you ought to do. 
The reason the doctor says that is because the doctor has all of their personal experience mm -hmm. with their clients and customers and patients, and got all this stuff written up in the New England mm -hmm. Journal of Medicine and all kinds of other places that they can fall back on. So if you ask them, the doctor, have you ever done this? Have you ever asked the doctor, well, why are you giving me that med? I, I haven't. Me either. I don't. But yeah. some people do. Yeah. Because like some people do when they come to mm -hmm. our office. You know, you and I say, hey, we think this is what you ought to do as a moderately aggressive yeah. investor and what your written financial plan mm -hmm. ought to be. And some people are like, okay, that sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. You know, just write it up and tell me what to do. Other people are like, why? Mm -hmm. So if you were to ask your doctor, why'd you give me that for my high blood pressure? The doctor will be able to come back and say, well, well you're taking this other drug. And if I give you this one, it's going to mm -hmm. mess up the other one that you're doing. Th th right. Th that's exactly right. Okay. That makes sense. And my, yeah. my experience and the experience mm -hmm. of my entire profession says, you know what? In this situation, Bubba, with high blood pressure and cholesterol and a little overweight, you don't need a miracle cure. Mm -hmm. Now, do most people need a miracle cure to their financial problems? Or is there probably a pretty well-known written financial plan that's been done millions of times before that would apply to them? Probably one that would apply to them. Yeah. Because like in, in, in the case of this uh, doctor giving you some... Uh, some <clears throat> advice on, uh, you know, the, the cholesterol and, high blood, and yeah, high blood pressure, a little bit of weight around your belly. Mm. Maybe the prescriptions go out and walk every morning. That's a big part of it, yeah. I'm sure. Right? Mm -hmm. And quite actually, if you follow that prescription, you may be able to come back in a couple of years mm -hmm. and they may be able to take you off one of those drugs. Yeah. Right? Whereas you relate it to the financial world and you say, you know what? You're spending too much money on on debt service or whatever it may be, and we need to come up with a plan to address that. Right. And a lot of this other stuff will kind of correct itself. It will. And the same thing mm -hmm. is true, as we said, in, yeah. your, finan or in your physical life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do the right thing over here, it may take away an expense or the need to remember to take the mm -hmm. drug in the morning. Yeah. Um, and when you address your written financial plan consistently, you may be able to not only say, you know what, a few years ago I felt like I needed to save this amount mm -hmm. because I had that amount in debt. I've eliminated the debt now. Mm -hmm. So may I maybe I can save more. Right. Or give more. Or invest more. Or get a bigger house. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many other things that will open up if you have the written financial plan. Yeah. Now, is it this 10 or 11% that the market has averaged over the mm -hmm. last 85 years, is it a steady thing or is a steady thing an exception to the rule? I think a steady thing is going to be the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. Very much the exception to the rule. Well, let's just take, let's say, the last 20 years. Okay. So I'm looking at the last 20 years here. This is S&P 500. Okay, the last 20 years, we've had three years where the market was down. The last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Through 2021. We're getting ready to add another one probably right. this year. Right. All right. One year is down 22%. Mm -hmm. One year is down 37%. One year down 4.4%. So that means out of the last 20 years... It was down 
three of them. Then again, though, I would say three years out of the last 20 were down. You were lucky. Yeah. Huh? Because isn't it on average that that's mm -hmm. usually about once every three or four years? Yeah. So out of 20, mm -hmm. it ought to have been down four or five times. Right. It was on, only down mm -hmm. three times. So what happens when it's only down three times in 20 years to most people? Well, they get complacent, and mm -hmm. they get they get to a point where they expect positive returns every year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think I deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know? I came in here in 2015, and I've only had one down year mm -hmm. since 2015. And it was it, it wasn't that big of a down year. Just four just four percent. Right. And the year before, I'd made twenty percent, twenty one percent. The year after that, I made thirty one percent. So if you know, about every seven or eight years, Bubba, I only have one down year of four percent, and the rest of them I have these. Uh, high teens, 20s, mm -hmm. and 30s, yeah, I can stick to the plan. Right. But are you going to be challenged to stick to the plan when the market's down 37? Absolutely. Are you going to be challenged to stick to the prescription when the doctor gives you the blood pressure medicine mm -hmm. and uh, you start to itch? Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to go back and that one, yeah, every once in a while... People do have an allergic reaction. Mm -hmm. Let's change the prescription. Yeah. So this financial plan that you need to have, this written financial plan that you need to come back to, is it a growing organism? Is it a dynamic thing that changes pretty often? Very much so. That's, the, that's what I mentioned uh, in the last, uh, last segment. Um, things are going to change. No question about it, things are going to change mm -hmm. uh, in your life, in your circumstances, in your income, in your debt, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So you need to be prepared to change and adapt to meet what your needs are <laughs> and your goals are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, said like, like I said with uh, Daddy Warbucks over here, mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. he was a moderately aggressive investor. Yeah. He's 10 years older now. Yeah. Maybe he's uh, not quite as aggressive as he used to be. Yeah. Maybe he's more aggressive. Maybe. Maybe he tells me, you know what? I've got more money coming in than I know what to do with. Mm -hmm. And for this investment portfolio that I got, I don't rely on any of it for any of my income. I think I'll swing for the fence. Let's go for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? If he had that twin brother, Bill, Bill may be completely different. Right. And they were twins. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yep. So you don't need to have your financial plan based on what you think other people are doing. You need to have your financial plan based on what you are doing. Now, here's another reason for you to hang in there. Even when the market's scary and even when things are not perfect and even when you're not up 20% this year, what if you miss a couple of really positive days in the market? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. So we, we took a look at the last 20 years, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, excluded some days. Okay. Right? And what days would we exclude? Well, the good days in the market, okay. right, over that time period. So if you had been fully invested right over 20 years. over the last 20 years in the S&P 500 mm -hmm. never sold anything just uh, just hung just, in there you know let it go let, let it, it go. ride yep. right uh, your price only performance would be an increase of about $61,000 all right so if you started with $10,000 
you would have gone from 10,000 to 61 right. in the last 20 years mm-hmm. if you just left it alone. Yep. Okay. What if you had missed the top 10 days in the market during that 20-year period? Okay. You'd only have $28,000. So if, Still, it's better than what you would have had, you know, not doing anything. Right. So if you got skittish mm-hmm. and you took all your money out, you know, when the market went down a little bit. Right. And then the market turned around and you missed some of those good mm-hmm. days. It would have cost you... About half of what your return was. Do you have people call and sometimes they just want to get completely out? Mm-hmm. Because they get a little fearful? Yep. Most of the time when that happens, it's somebody who has never had a written financial plan. Yep. And it's somebody who has never had to deal with volatility before. Mm-hmm. And you've got a number of investors who have never dealt with volatility. Yeah. I mean, look over the last 20 years, right? Yeah. Only it, two or three years you know, went down. You could, you could be 40 years old today and have been investing for the last 10 years, and you've missed all of the Great Recession. Yeah. You only had one year it was down. Right. It was down 4.4%. Mm-hmm. So the hope for you hanging in there and staying in there is if you have one of these written financial plans. And we want to encourage you to think about all of the the component parts of a written financial plan like Bubba talked about, Mm -hmm. which is the debt management, the cash flow management, the income analysis, and the investments and the risk management and and, uh, estate planning, all those things, um, and and hang in there with it. Mm -hmm. Believe in it. Come back to it and let it evolve over time so that you have more of a chance of success. And that's what we're all about here from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.